Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them. It's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. I've been doing a series about self-care. Today, I'm going to go off the rails a little bit and address an email that was sent to me by one of you. And without getting into too much of the details, it's a, it's a common story about a person who's dedicated him or herself to a relationship only for that person to leave. And then you say, well, I, I've spent so much time with person with this person. I gave up a lot of goals and dreams to be with this person. And this individual coming home to an empty house or an apartment. This is not an isolated story. But two things come to my mind. Waiting to exhale in the first wives club. There are two movies that came out, you know, almost 20 years ago, I guess. It's, it's been a while. These movies are about a group of women that are dealing with their lives after their husbands had left them. And the First Wives Club takes more of a comedic turn to it. And the underlining plot is that the, the women get together after one of their own commits suicide. That's kind of the inciting incident of the movie. And they try to get back at their husbands. And yes, there's some dramatic moments. But again, it's, it's kind of played up for comedy. Whereas Waiting to Exhale takes an entirely different tone. It's not about these ladies getting together and getting back at their exes. Basically, it's just them trying to make sense of what happened and they're trying to move on despite that. And the standout character is Angela Bassett's character. I don't remember their names. Again, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But what I remember about her is that she took, her character took all her husband's ex-husband's clothes and threw it into a car and then set the car on fire. And the fire department comes up and says, uh, ma'am, you can't burn trash in your yard. And she says, it is trash. So it's again, it's not meant to be a comedy, but there are some comedic moments in the, in the movie. But with Angela Bassett's character, she talks about how she worked in her husband's stores and how she put her goals and her dreams on pause to help him. But what stood out about that scene, other than the fact that she torched the car, it's just how raw and visceral it was. It's just all that anger and all that bitterness and resentment. And boy, she played that role well. I mean, Angela Bass is just a great actress, I think. What happens when you come home and everything's been cleared out? What happens when this person leaves you and you're left feeling used and angry and bitter because you gave up your goals, you gave up your dreams for this person and for what? So let's talk about some of the things that were said in the email, but again, how people in general, that this person says, you know, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I'm going to say something very controversial here, and I want you to stay with me. You weren't. You weren't good enough. Not because of you as a person. This has nothing to do with you, believe it or not. It's the other person. There are people, again, without really knowing the whole story, but there are people out there. You will never be good enough for them in their eyes. Because they have such such an inflated ego, this overinflated sense of self that no one will ever be good enough for them. So when you say, I feel like I wasn't good enough, you're probably right. And you never would have been. So that's not, unless it's something you did directly, that's not your fault. One thing I've, I've had to learn is I'm not taking responsibility for things I'm not responsible for. If someone thinks I'm not good enough for them, then so be it. Maybe I wasn't. And I never will be. And you save me the pain of trying to live up to expectations. Another thing is coming home to an empty house or apartment. And think about this for a second. 
Think about the logistics of having to carry out that whole process. That means this person had to know where you were, when you were there and how long you were going to be out. And then this person probably couldn't have done it alone. I mean, I, I don't know. And so this individual had a moving truck or maybe a U-Haul or something and maybe had some help to get all this stuff out of the house and make sure that it was gone by the time you got there. You have to plan stuff like that. You don't just come out of left field with it. So this person looked you in the eye knowing full well what he or she was planning to do. So again, was that your fault? And then getting to the process of giving up on goals and dreams and the process of healing, because this is going to take some time to heal and bounce back from. It's easy for me to talk about in like a, a roughly 10 minute podcast episode, but in actuality, it's going to take a lot longer to get through that. In the meantime, is while you're in the process of healing, is there one goal you can aspire to? Think about all the things that you said you gave up. Is there one thing, just one thing to help you get back your sense of power? You know, I've mentioned Dave Ramsey on this show a couple of times. And one of the philosophies I like of his is what he calls the debt snowball method. I know that this isn't a podcast about debt, but hear me out. His whole idea is that you pay off the smallest debt first and then this and then you go up the line and then you pay off the largest debt last. Now, another method would be to pay off the debt with the highest interest rates. Mathematically, the latter makes more sense. But the reason why Dave comes at you from that philosophy, because it's about small wins. It really has less to do about math and more to do about psychology. That if you pay off that smallest debt, let's say if the smallest debt was say $1,000, you pay that off. Boy, does that give you a sense of accomplishment and you're ready to tackle on the big goals. So that's what I'm saying here. Is there a small goal? Let's say, let's just say for the sake of example, your goal was to go to medical school. Okay, that's quite an undertaking because you have to study for the MCAT. You have to make sure you take all your prereq classes. You uh, follow a physician and then you have to get letters of recommendation. And the MCAT itself is like $400. And from the time you walk into the building to the time you leave, you're looking at like, like eight hours of your life. Let's just say that is your goal. Start studying for the MCAT. Start doing something. Study for that first subject. You know, you got psychology on that test and all, and all these other subject matters. Or let's say if your goal had been to start a business. Can you create that first business plan? Can you create the, the just register the domain name? Do one thing. Whatever, again, whatever that goal is that can steer you in that direction. Or if you had several goals, is there a small goal? Like, hey, I, I want to draw a picture of Spider-Man. For, you know, let's just be silly. I want to draw a picture of Spider-Man. Well, then draw Spider-Man. And then what's the next one? All right. These are small yet practical steps you can start using to take control of your life because this is a process. If you ever hear someone out there say, Dr. Williams say this is going to be easy. Don't, don't, <laughs> devil is a lie. No, I, I don't say that. This is not easy. Simple, yes. Easy, no. There's a difference. Getting a degree is not easy. It's simple enough. Take these classes, do these things, you get your degree. Very simple. But you still have to go through the, the rigmarole of studying. You have to go through the rigmarole of taking a sitting through classes, maybe dealing with professors and dealing with th folks you don't like. But that's the price. And then say to yourself, what can I do to make sure I never get in this situation again? Now, above all things, I recommend a therapist or a counselor, a trained professional to get you through this. What I'm doing is talking from uh, talking as a coach. I can't diagnose or treat any conditions. I can't 
give you any type of medical advice. I can tell you what's worked for me or what's worked for other people. So let me recap. When you say you're not good enough, maybe you weren't, but that's not anything against you. It's probably because in that person's mind now, you never were. And once you start to accept that that might have been the case, that maybe just maybe you never would have been good enough for this person, it really helps you to move on. And it helps you to say, I don't need that validation to keep me going. Now, as human beings, we, we like it to an extent. You know, I don't mind a good pat on the back. Hey, Dr. Williams, you helped me. Great. All right. Cool. But if, if I don't get that validation, I'm still going to do the podcast until it runs its course. Right. All right. So accept the fact that this person would never see you as good enough for them and find a goal that you can aspire to a small goal. Get that small win. And then third, reach out to a health professional. Now, someone actually sent me an email and, and said, what type of online help do you recommend? And I said, better help is the start. But the problem with better help is they've been in some hot water and there were some people on that site who weren't licensed therapists. So I'm just going to leave that caveat with you. Or I think it's psychology today or it's a psychologist in my area or therapist in my area. And there and a list comes up and you might have to go through a couple. I mean, I, I remember the very first psychologist I talked to, it was very clear in the first 10 minutes this was not going to work. And it's OK to walk away because this is your mental health. Find someone who can help. That's a start. That's important is you need to talk to people and find out if you'll be a good fit for them. Otherwise, you need to move on. So, folks, keep those emails rolling in, because no matter what series I'm doing, if you all have a question, I'll stop what I'm doing to address any issues that you have. Oh, and for those of you who are wondering, how's my jaw doing? Yeah, it's doing fine. You know, I had my tooth pulled last week. My goodness, that was trifling. Let's hope I don't have to do that anytime soon. But doing much better. The pain finally stopped. All right. So until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care.